Good afternoon and welcome as we continue our daily Bible reading, this time through the Gospel of John. Today is Wednesday, the 28th of October, and we're in uh, John chapter 17. So at the beginning of 14, uh, chapter 14, Jesus begins this long discourse, red letters all over the place in your red letter Bible, uh, of Jesus talking to his disciples and then through the word of scripture talking to us, telling us about, about who he is and why he's come. Um, he's in the last week of his life. This is in Holy Week when this happens. Um, and he's speaking words of, of uh, the importance of them believing in him and trusting in him and, and uh, not being shaken when he, when he goes to the cross, when he dies and thinking that it's all over. Um, he gives him words to hang on to. He lets him know what's going to happen in the world as they go out in the world. He tells them about eternity, that he's going to prepare a place for them. He's going to come back and, and to be with them. He tells them about the work of the Holy Spirit, how God, Jesus isn't going to leave them alone when he leaves them physically. Um, but he's going he's gonna to send the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit is going to be present with us. So we're, we're just privy to this wonderful long sermon of Jesus as he speaks from his heart to us. And then in chapter 17, we got to what your Bible may call the high priestly prayer. Now Jesus directs his attention to the Father, to God the Father. It says in verse 1 that he lifts his eyes up to heaven. He's talking to God the Father. And guess what? We are privy to be a part of that conversation. We get to listen in as God the Son speaks to his heavenly Father, our heavenly Father, and, and we get to see what's in their heart. Now, now, what a huge different picture of when you talk about, well, God, you know, is that, that ultimate authority. He's, the, uh, he's the, that great authority out there, that higher power, or something kind of nebulous like that. No, we're talking about a God who passionately loves his creation, uh, a God who is uh, in, in the Trinity of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit are, are on the same page. They are one, as Jesus will end the chapter and say, um, whose, whose passion is for us. And, and we get it. We get a Sit in on this conversation and hear it. Um, what a what a beautiful picture. Again, I, like I said before, so many times people say, uh, you know, I wish I knew what was going on in God's mind. I, I wish I knew what what God thought. I wish God would speak to me and I could know His heart. Well, here's His heart. Here's his heart right here. So let's get into that together. First of all, Jesus brings up a word we've run across before. This is an Old Testament word. Jesus says, I came to glorify the Father. And Father, um, let me be glorified. Except here's the thing. Glory for us as human beings is like the Dodgers last night celebrating after the win in the World Series. Nothing wrong with that. But look at us. Uh, attention on us. Look at the great play I made. It's a football player going in the end zone, you know, and jumping up and down. Um, that's that's our uh, type of glory. Not, again, nothing wrong with that as long as you realize the limitation of that because that glory only lasts so long. It, it only applies to that, uh, to that play. The kind of glory that Jesus is talking about is him going to the cross, him dying on our behalf. In other words, Jesus considered it his glory. God considered it his glory for his son to come and die on our behalf, to suffer and to die on our behalf. That's the glorification. Again, why do we, look at the cross on the wall behind me. Why do we hang up crosses? Because <laughs> that's the glory of God. That shows us the heart of God towards us. That shows us uh, how much does God love us? Uh, that he gave his only begotten son. And we're, we're talking more than just, you know, giving a present to us. We're talking about a present that costs the life of Jesus. We're talking about a present that, that um, was paid for by Jesus literally going to hell for us. Literally suffering what we are going to suffer. That's what Jesus considers glory. In Hebrews, it says, who for the joy set before him endured the cross. 
Jesus considered that a joy on our behalf. It wasn't a joyful thing to go through. Jesus sweat drops of blood in the Garden of Gethsemane. He suffered as he was beaten as he died on that cross. And yet he considered that a glory because, and a joy, because he knew what it would buy for us. That's truly greater man, greater love has no man than this, than that he laid down his life for his friends. Jesus said that earlier uh, in a couple chapters before. Um, so here you get here you get a um, get a sense of that. But also what you get to see too, it's the fact that Jesus is not bound by time. He sees beyond the cross. He sees beyond the resurrection. He sees what's going. So he can talk about it as if it's already happened. Now that's confusing sometimes for people as they read this part of the Bible and they say, well, how can Jesus talk about leaving this world? He hasn't even died on the cross yet. But yet you and I who are bound by time can only talk about the present and, and surmise about the future. But Jesus already knows that. And, and so he can speak about that as if it would, if it already happened. And we can go and we can look at this and say, wow, he really does know everything. God is not bound by time. You and I are bound by time and he's not. He sees that whole picture, which gives us hope in our situation, bound in our time. All I see is right now, I see, you know, COVID around. I see, I see cancer. I see death. I see war. I see hatred. Is, is, is there any hope at all for the future? And, and Jesus tells us there is. There always is. God knows about it. Nothing that happens in the future is God taken by surprise. He never goes, oh my gosh, what do we do now? You know, I got to go to plan B. I hope I have a plan B or a plan C. No, it's always plan A. And it's a perfect plan from before the creation of the world to the end. And you and I are part of that plan. Part of that plan is for Jesus to come to the world, to die on the cross for the forgiveness of our sins, to ascend to heaven, to be in a position of power and authority that we might have hope for today. And that's ours. So think about that as you read it. Um, Jesus is even talking about, about us in, in a number of places. First, verse 15, he says, I do not ask that you take them out of the world. You know, we look at our situation right now and we say, I can't wait till this is over. I can't wait till this is gone. Well, you know what? That's not what God's praying for. God's allowing this to happen and in putting us in this moment because he can, he can be glorified even in this. You and I living out our faith, loving, caring, forgiving, reaching out, being there for people, being the hands and feet of Jesus is exactly what we can do right now. Is it hard? You better believe it. Crosses are heavy. Take up your cross and follow me, Jesus said. Deny yourself. Take up your cross and follow me. But what he says is, but that you keep them from the evil one. And if, if God says he's going to keep us from the evil one, then he will. He always keeps his promises. Um, he's, uh, he, always knows, uh, he always knows the truth. He says, sanctify them, verse 17, in the truth, your word is truth. The, exactly thing, the exact thing that we're doing right now, being in the world, in the word of God, is exactly how we're empowered to make it through this. And then one more quick thing. He says in verse 20, I do not ask for these only, talking about the disciples and the people of the world then, but also for those who will believe in me through their word. He's talking about me and you. He's talking about us. Jesus already knew about us at that time. And he's praising God that we would come to faith through that word down the line. And we need to keep passing that along with others. Um, you're going to wrestle with this one because this is God talking to God. And for us to try to fathom that is going to be really hard. But wrestle with that. Dig into that word and look at the heart of Jesus and the heart of God the Father uh, for you. And God bless you as you read. Shorter chapters, you can read it a number of times to get even more out of it. God bless.